you know, there's just different parts of your day when you go to build your micro school or to tweak some things for the next year that you're wondering, what do I do about this? Like extended day? Should I offer extended day in the morning or the afternoon? What should dismissal look like? What should arrival look like? What if parents actually need transportation? Could I? Should I? Will I? (laughs) That is what today's episode is going to be about. It's just a fun way to look at our day and to think, is this efficient or should I make some changes? Or what do I even do to start off with? Let's ring that bell, baby, because it is time to get started. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. I wanted to say thank you so much to Amanda Trower. Our package purchase was absolutely life-saving. We are talking about the business bundle here. I was so stuck in understanding what to put in my packet, and this came right along, right on time. Thank you for making this available to everyone. This is from Amanda at Mindful Hearts K-4 Learning. She is absolutely a brilliant mind. You guys definitely should check her out. Look in our Facebook group for Amanda Comage Trower at Mindful Hearts K-4 Learning. She purchased our business bundle. I'm so glad that it came to you right at the right time, and I love seeing all of the beautiful work that you're doing at Mindful Hearts K-4 Learning Academy. You know, everyone, building a micro school really does involve careful planning, and considering aspects like extended day or dismissal and transportation is crucial for the overall success and your experience of your homeschool hybrid, your micro school. And I'm telling you right now, if you would have talked to me about this my first year, I would have said, nope, no way, not going to do any of that. (laughs) I'm telling you guys, you guys have seen a totally different person from the person that you saw from year one to year four. Yikarumba, man, let's just talk about the total personal transformation that I went through building a micro school. Jeez Louise, thank you, God for helping me in my mindset. But year one, first off, I did do extended day year one, but I didn't call it extended day. I didn't even know I was doing extended day. I just extended my morning. And let me tell you, I did not do that again my second year. Not because I didn't want to have extended day, but because I wasn't getting compensated for it. I was doing it out of my home. And 
I had major boundary problems. It was like, oh, well, I can't, I got to go somewhere by eight o'clock or I got to be at the office by eight o'clock. Can I drop my child off at 7.15? Yeah, sure. One person even asked me, what time is drop off? I was like, anytime, seven to eight. What was I thinking? My first year, I was thinking, I don't know, fun. I guess I just thought, fun. I This will be great. I'm just going to be able to start my school out of my living room, work with my kids. I'm not going to be all weird and rigid about things like I was at school. I'm just going to let it flow. No, 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 no. Please, please. If you need help setting boundaries, I'm your girl because I know it did not come easy for me and I found really great ways to do it. Really great ways and a lot of courage. But let me tell you, Extend a day is an option that I do offer now, and I offer it at a charge. And I offer it 45 minutes before, no, 30 minutes before school starts. And I offer it an hour after school ends, but it's not your typical extended day. I'll share more about that in just a moment. And I also offer transportation. And if you would have thought I'm a transportation person, you got to, you no, no, my friends, transportation, no, I do not go pick students up, but I do have students who get dropped to, dropped off at my house and I drive them to school. So we will talk more details about that. But if you would have told me years ago that I would be doing extended day or transportation, no way. If you would have told me years ago that I needed a process for dismissal, what? Oh, I don't need that. We only have six kids. Oh, I found out real quickly. We need a a dismissal process, even with the handful of kids that I had at my house. Yes, yes, we did. All right, let's get into some nitty gritty about, first off, extended day. Extended day, you could really monetize this if you want to do enrichment activities that include clubs or workshops or special projects. And if you're thinking, no, I don't want to extend my day longer, If you have an opportunity for somebody else to do extended day for you, go for it. Now, you definitely need to know whether or not it's a viable option because if you are going to pay someone else to do it or you are going to spend your time doing it, you're going to need more than one kid, honestly, if you want to make it worth your time. But you also need to know what the starting, what the start starting time is and what the ending time is. And is it in the morning? Is it in the afternoon? What are the boundaries around that? When students arrive, where do they go? What do they do? Very important that you're thinking some of these things through. You could also design a very flexible schedule day, extended day, that accommodates the diverse needs of your students. Meaning, Maybe some just need two days a week. Maybe some need four days a week. Do they need academic? Do they need extracurricular activities? I do not provide the normal extended day, okay? The extended day that I provide at our school was intended at our first location. It was students needed to be, I, I, there was no extended day. But what I found was if parents did not have this option, their child was not going to be able to come to our school. Years ago, then that was a non-negotiable. Now that it's out of my house, we can talk about it. We can design something. So I was going to have my assistant be there in the morning and open up from 8 to 8.30 for me. And I would pay her because I had enough students 
who could come in 30 minutes early to pay. Then at the end of the day, we were not going to provide extended day, but where we were renting our facility was an after-school program. So the after-school program came out came at the end of the day and our students could just roll into their extended day. Now, as you know, our building got flooded the day before school. We moved our school. Now we had to drive 15 minutes to a new city. By the way, we never lost a student because of that. Isn't that amazing that the day before school starts, our building flooded and we moved our school with less in less than 12 hours and started school? and never lost a student. And some families have to drive an extra 20 to 30 minutes to get there now, depending on traffic. Praise God. Now, these students, however, would not have been able to go to our school if I did not provide transportation. So since I have a 15-passenger van, these students get dropped off at my house at eight o'clock. So now I became the extended day person. But actually what I like about it is it gives me boundaries. I don't find myself going to school early and staying at school late because at I the students get dropped off to me at eight o'clock. We leave my house around 8.10. We get to school around 8.25. All the other students arrive at 8.30. And then I go into my office and prepare for the day. And I have a teacher who's outside doing arrival time supervision. Then at the end of the day, our school day ends at three o'clock. All the students who ride the the bus home with me, which is 13 students, all of them go outside and play while one of our teacher assistants watches them. They're out there having the best time of their life. My van, that's actually from three to about 320. They're outside playing. I go get in my van. I pull up. The students hop in my van. And where do I take them? I drive 20 minutes back towards my house, which is where our old location was going to be. And remember that extended day location that I told you we were going to be there in the morning and they were going to be there in the afternoon. I still drop those kids off at that location because it's back up and running after the flood. And then some parents meet me back at my house to pick up their child. So they actually have a car rider line waiting for me at my house to pick up their child. This helped save me from losing students, by the way. And it helped a lot of families who are already just pressed for time. So consider that I just gave you transportation and extended day all into one, right? Well, let me tell you, it was so worth it. If you choose to have extended day, always make sure that you are maintaining communication really, really well regarding the activities that you're doing with the students. Keep them informed about the schedule, even the benefits of them participating, or maybe this is something you want to add in right now or at the start, or maybe you want to add it in second semester. You don't have to add it in right away. You might find that people, parents don't even need it, but if the time comes that you think that it would be worth putting it into your program, awesome. And before we move into talking about dismissal, I do want to remind you how important it is to ensure that you have qualified and enthusiastic staff for extended day programs, that your staff should be able to create a positive and engaging environment for students. And if you don't feel like you can do that, outsource it. I promise you can find someone who will do a great job at the price that you need them to and that will be really, really wonderful for students. Now, let's talk about dismissal. 
When I had dismissal or the school running out of my house, dismissal was quite easy. You know, you just walked out my garage with the kiddos and they were greeted with their parents. Now, what's interesting is some parents would stay, hang out, talk to me, which was great for a little bit, but then I couldn't do that every day. Now, I also set it up to where the students were playing at the very end at the very end of the day. Then that really invited people to either not come at the appropriate scheduled time or they would sit in their car and the kids would continue playing and it it just it was not it was not very well thought out by me. Okay? That is something that you need to think out very well. Where will the parents line up at? Will they get out of the car? Will you walk out? Where will you walk out from? If they are forming a line, who's going to be walking the kids to the car? If they don't, if you don't need to have students walk to the car, can they all just walk out the same time? Uh, when, when we had this out of our house, even whenever we had 18 students, we would all walk out together, the teachers and all the students and myself. And as soon as the students would walk out the back gate, because one year we walked out my garage, one year we walked out the back gate. One year we walked out the front door, okay? We, we just changed it up, folks. When we walked out the back gate the last year with 18 students, they would just be like, run, run to the car. That actually worked out really well. When I would have the students play at the end of the day, it was so good for the kiddos, but it wasn't good for me or the parents trying to get them to go home. Parents have things to do, or parents would sit and work on their phone or do something on their phone, and I was out there standing. And finally, and they were having a good time. That's the hardest part is they were having a great time. And the people pleaser in me is like, oh, but here's the deal. It just was not healthy boundaries. Now for dismissal, we've kind of changed it up. Even the place that we are at now, we have students. We did have students playing. I know you're like, well, you just told me that didn't work out very well. We had students sitting outside at the picnic table so they could chat with their friends, but then you know how that goes and they start playing. We also have some students at dismissal who were still cleaning up the school because they do help clean up the school at the end of the day. So we finally put everyone together in the main sanctuary at the church that we're at and we dismissed at the side of the building through a door. That worked out very, very beautifully. However, depending on your dismissal time, if you are having students come and sit, for 20 minutes, now you're looking at behavior things happening. And you really got to determine what you are capable of doing. So what's really neat is in the sanctuary that we're at, there is a TV. So that is something that we can utilize. We haven't had to yet, but it is something that we have can utilize. And that may be something that you would want to do as well to make a s- dismissal very smooth. We also use walkie-talkies at dismissal between all the teachers because we're in different zones around the church building. And to be honest with you, walkie-talkies are a game saver. Even when I had the school out of my house, I should have had walkie-talkies. I really should have because sometimes the teachers were in my backyard or on the back porch and they needed us and the kids would be like, Mrs. Oliver! No, just get the walkie-talkies, okay? The walkie-talkies are so helpful. You definitely want to make sure that no matter what procedure you have, it is efficient, it's timely, it's smooth for your staff, for yourself, for the parents. You want to be able to communicate with parents. You know, just thinking about safety protocols is very important. You really have to prioritize the safety of your students during dismissal. So sometimes we would have the kids outside playing, kicking balls. Now the balls are going in the street at dismissal. I know. 
you look at us four years ago and you look at us now, it's like, wow, smooth operator. But let me tell you, it's not always smooth. We have little bumps in the road here. But the point is, you need to make sure that you do have safety procedures in place. A lot of parents want to know, what if somebody tries to pick up my child? They even they even would ask that question whenever I was doing running the school out of my house. So we have a special code that students and parents know in case somebody goes to pick them up. You might want to ask for identification. Those are all very important. We make sure that we include all of the safety protocols for dismissal, for extended day, all of that in our handbook and contract as well. You should also think about alternative dismissal options if it's raining or if there's just any inclement weather. If you need to make an announcement for a special dismissal change, how will you let everybody know? We use the Remind 101 app. And, you know, student accountability is super important. Teaching students the importance of responsibility during dismissal. We need to ensure that everyone knows the correct procedures and they understand it's for their safety. So again, your dismissal will change as your stu- as your school grows, but I definitely recommend that no matter what stage you're in, that you really think it through. Now, as we end this episode with transportation options, do you have transportation options available to students? This could include you driving the bus. I don't recommend that you go around and pick people up. You just don't have time for that. But do you have your husband who can? Or do you need students to be dropped off at one location and you go pick them up there and then you drive them to campus? There was a time where we thought we were going to have to move our school to another city different than where we are now. And I was concerned that the families that we have that they may not drive that far. So I did think maybe I could meet everybody at the corner of Publix grocery store and they could drop their students off to me and I could drive them back to my house when we were thinking about moving a couple years ago. Is there carpooling available if you live too far away for a family? Do you have options available for families? Because the truth is, like my neighbor said, people will pay for education and people will drive for education. But consider the most convenient and efficient methods based on the location of your micro school, and you might have to just wing it like I had to when we moved cities so abruptly. Everyone, not everyone, what? not everyone, no, only 13 kids get dropped off at my house. However, actually, no, 13 students get brought home every day. Some students, there's only about nine who ride with me in the morning. So some ride with me in the morning, some ride with me on the way home. We make it work. You also have to consider safety, Right. If you've got young ones, you've got to think about car seats. You've got to think about booster seats. You've got to think about if you can, how many students you can hold, right? And of course, you got to communicate. So there is times in the morning where parents will text me, I'm running late, or we're not going to come to your house today. I'm going to meet you at the school. So making sure that you under, that parents understand what is the protocol. So when students get dropped off at my house, they're waiting outside the in their car. I walk outside my garage. I got my keys in my hand. I got my bags in my hand. I open up the van. Extended day or transportation starts at 8 a.m. I walk out at 7.59, maybe 8. But I let the kids play for a little bit in my yard as I'm setting and waiting for like maybe a couple students who might struggle in around 8.05, 8.06, but they know the bus leaves at 8.10. The kids, are, the kids love riding the bus. Our neighbors are moving 
and their kids go to our school and they begged their dad and they're moving closer to our school if they could still ride the bus. And the dad said, yes, I will let you still ride the bus. Isn't that so cute? It's adorable. And definitely collaborate with just any local services. There might be some partnerships with neighboring people around you where their kids go to school, where your kids go to school. Could this be beneficial in a place where students can even ride their bikes to you? This is definitely an option. All in all, extended day, transportation, dismissal, those are the little nooks in your day that you can really think about either ensuring a better process or monetizing off say, extended day or offering transportation. See, guys, the possibilities of having your own school just bleeds into so many cool opportunities for you to connect with your community and also to increase your revenue. I hope that this podcast served you well. Head on over to teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. Grab your business bundle. Or head on over to teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching and book your coaching session. I cannot wait to see you on the other side. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.